What's up, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am so excited to introduce our guest, Anya. So Anya is a self-proclaimed queen of personal reinvention. You guys are going to love her. So she moved across the world at age 10, and this honestly like sent her on a lifelong search for belonging. And in 2012, she started her own photography business with the intention to make others feel seen, heard, and connected. So her choices were driven by that innate desire to feel at home and to be accepted. Though through many years of personal development, reinvention, and looking within, she found what she was seeking, except it came in the form of brain cancer. Through the brain cancer experience, Anya was able to see the lessons and the blessings blessings, and truly trust that they were leading her to her greatest growth and expansion. So by the power of collective prayer and mindset and an amazing surgeon, Anya was able to heal her body without needing chemo or radiation. So as a result, she's challenged and surprised doctors and continues to inspire other people with her story. So Anya invites her audience to shift their mindset around the worst case scenario and fully live without having to wait for a scary diagnosis or a near-death experience, but instead live it now. So as you guys can, can hear from that introduction, Anya is fucking amazing, and so I'm so excited. Sorry if you guys have little kids in the car this episode. I don't know if we cuss, but we might, so you guys are going to feel the love right away. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Everybody and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you a guest that we have. We have Anya here, and Anya literally assists people with the soul expression. She's done it for years through photography. She's done it through so many different realms of leadership and coaching and supporting people in their own spiritual journey. Um, and I'm just so excited for you guys to meet her today. So Anya, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So something that you and I have definitely resonated on and we've had many conversations about is, is the expression of our soul of that, that playing with the energy of, of that playful, creative, feminine energy. Um, can you share a little bit with us your come from when you go to create something, you know, even just working on projects in your own life or in your business, like what's your come from? How do you approach um, things like that? Yeah, and I love that. Um, when I first started photography, it wasn't even for the photography itself. It was more about creating an experience that allows all of my clients to fully express themselves. So I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but now it's interesting how looking back, we can always connect the dots. So I was creating this beautiful experience for my clients to be able to fully step into who they authentically are. And maybe in some ways they felt like they couldn't fully express themselves. And because of that minor, it may seem detailed, it has stopped them from fully expressing themselves in other areas of their life as well. So expression, your, specifically your soul expression, is the foundation to everything that you want to create in your life and in your business. How do you know it's your soul's expression wanting to come through versus fear? 
do you have like a process that, you know, or how you tune in? Like, how do you approach that? If someone's like, I think I want to do this, but maybe it's just fear instead, you know, have you ever experienced that where you're like, is this my intuition or is this fear? Yeah, absolutely. And I've, you know, I've, I've done so many crazy things where to a lot of people, they would be like, oh my God, that's insane. You don't have a plan, you know, kind of similar to what you're currently going through, right? Just <laughs> leaving and going to another country with no plan. I've done so many leaps a lot of times in my life. And the question was whether or not am I, am I being led by fear or am I being led by intuition, And what I have found from my own personal experience, as well as working with hundreds of women, is that when it's your soul talking, it doesn't make sense. There's no logic involved. There's no common sense. And the the way to get to that point is really to form a deeper relationship and a deeper connection to your soul which is really a full acceptance of who you are, not to judge and not to compare, but to be in full embodiment and acceptance of all of the aspects that make you, you. And that's your soul. Your soul is something that cannot be touched. It cannot be explained. It's something outside of you. And it's also something that's within you. And in meditation, in stillness, once we allow ourselves to just be still and to listen to something outside of our logical voice, that's when the higher power, the source energy comes through. And that's when the soul starts speaking. Oh my gosh, goosebumps, goosebumps. My whole body just like responded to that. That Because I think some people, you know, things that come up is, well, how do I know it's my soul's expression? And so, so beautifully said, you know, when you're, for example, with photography, do people normally know what their soul expressed looks like when they come to work with you? Or do you most, pull that out of them? Most often not. And they, they don't fully even understand like something like their soul is calling this experience. That's why they initially say yes, but they don't fully understand what is in store for them which is so exciting and that's one of the things that I love about what I do and a lot of times I also don't know what's in store for them it's really this co-creative experience it's me playing with their inner child and holding space and allowing for anything that needs to come through to come through so it's really being in that childlike curiosity and wonder and allowing anything that wants to come through to come through and that's really the soul expression it's you allowing yourself to fully express yourself and tap into your inner five-year-old creativity is at the foundation as to how we express ourselves and how we may shrink ourselves Because somebody somewhere down the line in first grade told us that we can't sing or we can't write or we can't speak, fill in whatever it was for you. And we created this limiting belief and started believing in that and starting to take ourselves to shrink really to all of the magic that we are. 
So this experience, even though it is a photo shoot, it's so much more than that. It's this safe space and a playground for all of the aspects of you to come online and to play and to express themselves. And at the end of the session, most of my clients are in awe of what transpired. Wow. That's so great. That's so awesome. And being able to be there and witness showing them like, Mm -hmm. that's you, that's you. I love it. And so you mentioned creativity too, that you said that creativity is at the forefront of the soul's expression. And I know uh, we've talked about this for both of us. Creativity is such an important value for everything that we do. Um, Can you share a little bit about like, why creativity is at the forefront of it and like what creativity has done for you in your life um, right now? Yeah, Um, it's interesting that for the majority of my life, I felt like I wasn't creative. And I can't pinpoint what that initial incident has been that allowed that thought and that belief to be (laughs) present. But that's like, I remember thinking that I'm not creative. I just decided that I am not creative. So I wouldn't even put myself in situations to even explore different forms of creativity. I could admire it, but then I was putting myself in a different box, someone who's not creative until I decided otherwise. So it's really, it gets to be a choice for anyone to decide I'm not willing to just classify myself and identify as a non-creative person. Because really, every single person is creative. And it may not look the same for everybody. The way that you dress, the way that you organize your house, the way that you cook, all of these things are also forms of creativity. So when we are not using our creativity in whatever ways that are in alignment with us, we are not allowing parts of ourselves to to be present and to allow them to exist. And um, Brene Brown, I believe it's in the, um, The Gifts of Imperfection in one of her books, she talks about how when she was doing research around vulnerability. One of the things that she came up against is that creativity and people who were not creative were more depressed. They were more suicidal. And the people who were using their creativity, they were much happier people. So she did research to see what are the qualifications of the people who consider themselves happy and who other people see as happy just by the energy and how they present themselves to the world. And that was the the defining factor. It's creativity. Wow. Creativity. Wow. That is so freaking cool to find out that's what the the, the Mm -hmm. determining factor was for their happiness. Yeah, and it could look a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to be drawing. It doesn't have to be dancing. It could be like literally anything that you enjoy doing. The way that you do it, that's you being creative. So shifting the mindset to the fact that every single person is creative in their own way. And then looking at how can I express my creativity in my own unique way? Mm-hmm. And then doing more of that and giving yourself permission to not be an expert at something. 
So if you've like, I've had this story that I'm not a good singer. So I would put myself in situations where I wouldn't sing. So that way I can prove myself right that I don't sing until like another choice point, right? Like another opportunity to change your mind that I did. I changed my mind and I decided I want to sing. I actually enjoy singing and I'm not willing to continue having the story run in my head that I'm not a good singer. So why don't I just go and learn how to sing? <laughs> like so simple, you know, yeah. but that's what I did. So I started taking singing classes and like maybe lesson number three is when I actually heard my voice sounding well. And I was wow. like, oh, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> That is so awesome. And I I can imagine there's just an immense amount of joy that comes from that too. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're actually seeing yourself, you're tapping into your creativity, which is linked directly to your childlike wonder. Because as children, we feel like we're limitless and anything is possible. And even though we may not be able to sing or we sound badly or we don't know how to dance, every single time there's a song that comes on, most kids start dancing. So something happens during like those first seven years when all of our beliefs are being formed that somebody may have told us that we are bad at something. So then the belief gets formed that we are bad at it. So then we don't even try to continue to do that. So now as an adult, and especially someone, I'm assuming that your listeners are people who are interested in personal development and emotional intelligence. So as someone who is interested in personal development, I am encouraging you and inviting you to shift your mindset and really take a look at what do you believe in. And on top of that, whether or not your beliefs are serving you, do you really want to continue keeping those beliefs? Or are you open to trying on something else? <laughs> I love it so much. Yes, absolutely. And I love your, your, the imagery of your words of trying on something else because then it seems so much more approachable and almost playful, right? They're like, oh, is this belief serving me or not? Do I want to keep it or not? When yeah, I it's all about intro- like trying. You don't, it doesn't have to be like, this is how it has to be. You have to do this. Like, yes, it feels I, like I feel resistance in my body whenever I, feel, I hear somebody say that. So when we change it into trying it on, it's really an experiment. And that's really what life is. Life is an experiment. So why don't you try on something different and see whether or not you like it? If you like it, you can keep it. And if you don't, put on something else. I love it. That's such a great approach. And it really mirrors the creativity you're talking about. Because you said, you mentioned, um, I don't remember the exact words, but, but creativity is the way in which you do things. And the way in which you do it is an expression of your creativity. And from such a young age, we're taught about rules, right? Mm-hmm. This is how you do something. Even taking art in school or is expressed through the traditional ways of painting, drawing, you know. Um, but it, it's such a, a, a mirror and it's kind of funny, like how we really, really connected was through a workshop that's hosted by a girl. That's all about the rebel spirit, you know, doing bold leap and rebel spirit. I feel like is weaved throughout creativity because there's no rules to art. 
You right? know? Like color outside of the lines. Yeah. Get outside the box. <laughs> Absolutely. So can you share a little bit about your story too? Because I feel like that's a really important part for people to hear where you're coming from and like the level of trust and surrender and just full expression that you are choosing to embody no matter what. And I feel like your, your experience of resiliency and your own personal health journey is so inspiring. So I would love to, if you can share a little bit about what life has been like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the past few months have been interesting to say the least. Um, and in, in August, about a week before my 36th birthday, I was sitting in a juice bar and it was Lionsgate. So the most potent day of the year. And I had a seizure. I fell off a chair on my face and I ended up in the ER. And once they started doing all of the tests and the MRIs and the scans, they found a brain tumor. And once they did the, um, the additional search and looking at more scans, it was cancerous. So the doctors and the entire medical staff starting preparing myself and my family for worst case scenario. So they said that I will need an operation, a surgery as soon as possible. I may not be able to walk or talk after the surgery. And because it's cancerous, I will need chemotherapy, radiation, and most likely somebody will have to take care of me because I wouldn't be able to do anything myself. That's where I was five months ago, in the hospital, getting ready for what I thought was going to be like the greatest birthday of my life, and I was preparing for that. And instead, life gave me a different present. And at the time... I wasn't fully, it wasn't fully landing for me everything that was happening. I shifted my mindset almost from the very beginning to what I was seeing as being the blessings that were coming my way. So my entire life, I felt completely isolated and alone and feeling like I don't belong. I'm an outsider and I have an accent in English, and I'm, I'm originally from Russia, and I have an accent in, Russia, in Russian as well. So my entire life, I've never felt like I have a home or I belong. And all I wanted was to be part of the community. And here comes this present in an unlikely package in the form of brain cancer, where I'm lay, laying in the hospital, and all of a sudden, I have this feeling that I've been after for over 35 years where this beautiful community of women and people, both that I knew and complete strangers, were coming into my hospital room and they were giving me so much love and compassion and presence and truly seeing me. Whereas my entire life, I tried so many different ways to, to be seen, to be heard, to be accepted. And yet here I am laying, looking like a crazy person with black eyes under my eyes <laughs> and stitches on my chin because I fell on my face. <laughs> so I'm laying there looking like a crazy person and I'm, I've never felt more loved and more accepted than ever before in my entire life. So what that experience allowed myself as well as other people was to really come together and see one another as humans, as souls, 
and really see who we are and connect on a deeper level. Because really, that's all we are. We are just mirrors of one another. So if I see you and I see your magic and I see your brilliance, that's just a reflection of myself. And that's really what has transpired. It really feels like that hospital room was this like magical portal. And you know, 8-8 is Lionsgate and they say that the portal opens. And I feel like I have opened up another portal as well where this like outpouring of love and generosity started pouring through and people were coming together. So not only was I receiving all of this love and acceptance, but also as a result, all of these other communities were being formed. These beautiful sisters, soul sisters of mine have come together. They formed a meal train and started creating their own um, group text. So that way they can see to make sure that I, every single day somebody is visiting me and not two people are there at the same time because they had restrictions in the hospital. So there were a lot of bonding that were happening that I wasn't even a part of. Like I was from the bigger standpoint, but there were a lot of beautiful friendships that were formed because of the experience of me laying in the hospital. So then fast forward, I had the surgery. At first I wasn't able to walk as they have predicted. Um, and then they said I wouldn't be able to talk or to uh, walk. I was able to talk. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. Right. Yay. Yay for that. Yay. Um, two weeks after the surgery, I started walking, which just completely blew their mind. And I had crystals and essential oils running in my hospital room. And I was just so happy. And it wasn't like putting on a happy face. I truly felt happy. Like my entire being felt at peace and felt in full love of life and humanity because I saw so much beautiful things happening all around me. So every single time the nurses or the doctors would come into the hospital room, they were just in awe because they were ex expecting to see a miserable cancer patient. And here I was smiling and being so happy and being loving towards them. And the entire time I kept on saying that I do not have cancer. I'm having a cancer experience. Wow. So that's really connected to the mindset because I knew deep down that I don't associate myself as someone who has cancer, nor do I feel my body being in pain or experiencing anything abnormal within. And I was very clear on that. And also with a lot of the personal development work that I've been doing, I'm all, I was also clear that the words that we choose to use play such a significant role in how we create our own reality. So at that point, I completely refused to say that I have cancer. And I kept on saying that I'm having a cancer experience. So then fast forward to I'm getting discharged and then I went to the doctors again. And once they reviewed my latest MRI scans, they were able to see that I no longer needed to have chemotherapy or radiation because the tumor was completely removed and there was no cancer left in my body. Wow. That's the power of mindset. 
And that's the oh my gosh. of a collective, collective energy, prayers, and love. I didn't do it by myself. I was surrounded by so many guardian angels in the human form. A lot of them, which I didn't even know. And that's where like the whole social media comes in too. Because before I used to look at social media as something more of like for show. And it felt inauthentic to me. And while I was in the hospital during that month, I was receiving so many beautiful messages from complete strangers. And that completely shifted how we can also like mindset shift, how I can look at this platform and see it for the magic and the love and really the benefit of humanity versus the other things that it could also be. Yeah, for the benefit of humanity. Oh, that's such a powerful shift. And thank you so much for sharing what this journey over the past five months has been. You talk about rebel spirit. You've broken all of the Western medicine rules of what they believe is possible. You've, you, you are like the embodiment of the power of prayer and the power of the collective intention. What would you say to someone that's currently in their own cancer experience or an illness that, um, you know, that they're, they're, they're experiencing an illness? Like if you could talk to them, what would you say to them? I would say be in inquiry as to what this experience is trying to show you. What is it trying to teach you? Because every single experience that we have, every single thought, thought, every single circumstance is here to help us. It's here to guide us. It's not a punishment. Nobody wants to punish us. All of the experiences are for our greatest growth and our greatest expansion. And if you start seeing it as such, your system, your cells will start reacting to that mindset and to that belief system because you're no longer fighting against it. Because you're in, if you're in a fight with what's happening in your body or what's happening in your life, then your entire system starts to shut down, shut down. And it starts to react to that because it thinks that it's at war. So if somebody thinks that it's at war, if you look at it as if it's a person, so if, if a person thinks that they are at war, they will start fighting back. Versus if you create the internal environment of peace and acceptance, then the response will be as such as well. That's so powerful. That is so powerful. Yeah. Choosing to look at the peace. And, and yeah, because then it's not fighting against our own bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the entire time I was still under the impression that there's the, the doctors, these people, <laughs> they're saying that I may have cancer. I kept us on saying that cancer has been the biggest blessing I've ever received. And I truly believe that. It's not just like a saying. I truly believed it. I believed it that I believe that that experience was the greatest present I've ever received. Because it gave me everything that I was looking for. So sometimes we get what we ask for. It just comes in a different package. <laughs> Be aware of what you're asking for. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, your story is so inspiring. And like, I could just feel your energy and your light just from having a conversation from you being in 
another <laughs> being totally separate areas. You could feel that just from hearing you talk and the way that you talk about things. And I, I am so grateful for your insight and being so vulnerable and honest about it because I, I, my intention and my hope is that anyone experiencing any type of illness can be able to adapt the mindset and the belief and the self-love that you're embodying. So thank you for putting that out to the collective and for being that example of what's possible. Oh my gosh. I'm like, thank you. My pleasure. So embodiment is something that we mentioned earlier. And so how do you like, we've all, maybe not we've all, but I know you and I, we've talked about this, like our internal spirit and becoming a vibrational match to the things that we desire. What has been your experience of becoming that vibrational match? Cause I feel like throughout the five months as well with your, with, with your, your present and the unfolding of your present, you've also made a lot of external changes within your own life of creating and manifesting your own dreams. Um, was it intentional embodying that before you received it? Like, how would you approach embodiment? I always go back to the power of meditation. Meditation practice has been the most consistent practice that I've been utilizing. Even once I got to the hospital, every single morning I would wake up and I would start meditating. So I would say that for anyone who's looking to create a deeper connection to themselves, a deeper connection to source and embody all of the things that they do want and create a magnetic energy towards the, the things, the items, the circumstances that they want to manifest, meditation is where you start. That's like the foundational piece. That's it. Meditation. And then you can build up upon that. So to start off, if you don't currently have a practice, I would say the first step is to create a consistent practice where every single day you know that once you wake up, that's the first thing that you do. You can start off with 10, 15 minutes and then go from there. On average, the real magic starts happening at 46 minutes. So it's compounded. So the longer that you sit, the more connection that you get. It's almost like getting um, a cell phone signal. You want to get closer and closer and closer. So that way there's no interruption between you and your higher self. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. 46 minutes. Is that when it like taps into that theta brain wave? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like that's what happens. And one of my mentors, Kyle sees, he talks about this all the time as well. And he meditates anywhere from an hour to six hours a day. Six hours. Yep. Oh my gosh, you got to have a bathroom break for that one, right? Possibly. I, I haven't thought about that. But maybe like once you're so deep into it, you know, yeah. you, you're, you're like when you're sleeping, it's not like you're getting up after six hours. You can sleep for eight hours. Most people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. That embodiment. And, and I, I 100% agree with you of the meditation and, and incorporating that and the visualization, right? I'm sure, did you, did you visualize walking the whole week before walking? I kept on, in my meditation, I kept on seeing my feet on the grass. And I was even like in, in coming back to social media, I was posting how all I want is to put my feet on the grass. All I want is to watch a sunset. 
And then I had all of these beautiful strangers. Really, most of the people that were sending me images or messages were complete strangers from different parts of the world. They were sending me images of their feet in the grass. And they were saying, Anya, this is for you. Because I said that all I want is to be able to put my feet in the grass. And if you're able to do that, please do that. So I created a whole movement of people actually going outside and putting their feet in the grass and watching the sunset and enjoying all of these little things that so often we take for granted when it's readily available until you get stuck in a hospital and then you have, and you can't walk. <laughs> wow. I love how it created a movement from you just authentically sharing. Yeah. Wow. I think that so many people overthink a movement and what it needs to be and what it's supposed to look like. And it just naturally happens when you're being authentic with your true desires. And the fact that it's just, you're encouraging people to ground into the earth (laughs) and they're doing it for you, but then it's doing it for them. Like what a beautiful collective ripple effect of, of peace and calming and just connection to source. Wow. Yeah, and I really saw it as a collective healing. That's like another topic that I was really talking about because I felt like I was going through the experience not only for myself. And that's the message that I was receiving as well, that this experience is not even about me. This experience is for me to be the example of what's possible and also to be the catalyst for the change that's available and shifting the collective viewpoint of disease and our own relationship to our bodies. So it has been a collective healing. Yes, it has. A collective healing. Oh my gosh. Wow. That, so I love that you're talking about that, that like this is healing other people through your experience. Because I think that we, we've seen a lot of that in the news, you know, with stuff that happened with people, like the accident with like Kobe Bryant and his daughter it created such a ripple effect of grief and living in the present moment and gratitude because of that, you know? And so I feel like vice versa, death can be such a valuable teacher to remind us of what's actually important. And if we all know that like, we're here to experience everything to the fullest, do we actually really have something to lose? Mm -hmm. And you've been a walking embodiment of that, of, of showing people what is happening and what is possible through belief love and like really letting your heart be the portal it shows yeah thank you and I feel honored and grateful for the experience there's absolutely no regret or any feelings of wanting things to be to have been different wow I'm so glad that you said that you know and it's it's pushing up against everything that we're conditioned to believe. Like, mm-hmm. is it my mind? I'm like, she's grateful for it. Like, it's even getting my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, w- would I be able to be in that same state of mind with the same situations, you know? And obviously you don't ever know what you're capable of until you're in the moment and in the experience and you're there and like you choose to shine and rise and expand. And I welcome and I'm so grateful for the new reality and the new perspective you've created towards health, towards a cancer experience, towards uh, liberation. It's fucking amazing, Anya. 
Yeah. And if I am able to do that and see it as such, I'm pretty sure a lot of your listeners can as well. And it really comes back around to how are you using your days? And really, it comes back around to creativity and self-expression. We're all going to die. And this is all a dress rehearsal. We're just trying things on, seeing what we like, seeing what we don't like. And it's an opportunity for us to fully express ourselves and connect deeper to our soul. So our soul is being able to express. Because that's why it came to this planet during this time, to experience the human experience. So if we're limiting ourselves just in our head, and then it transfers out to our actions or inactions, then we're living, limiting our souls to fully, fully feel the human experience. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's limiting our soul's experience if we aren't allowing ourselves to feel that full spectrum of emotions. Right. What exactly. I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. And it includes happiness as well as grief. It includes all aspects because the human experience is not like the goal is not just to be happy. The goal is to feel it all and be okay with all of the feelings and the emotions and trust that there's a purpose and a reason behind everything that you're experiencing. So then you're looking at everything as a lesson and you're looking at everything. Everything is happening for me and through me. Not to me. Happening for me and not to me. That is that in and of itself is such a shift. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we're able to select what the meanings are, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Things get to have a meaning and they all do have a meaning and a lesson within it, but it's our job to find the lesson. It's our job to attach the meaning and a meaning that does serve us, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Anya, how can people get in touch with you and connect with you? I am on all social media platforms, or rather Facebook and Instagram, and it's Anya Volovic um, on both. And my website is volovic.com. And I'm sure you can put in the links somewhere. Yep. There. <laughs> there'll be the show notes you guys yeah. so if you're listening and you're like holy crap i want to continue this conversation with her i need to know more click the links in the show notes and you'll be able to have access to to connect with anya anya i'm going to ask you to complete the sentence um in whichever way you'd like so self-love is i am Beautiful. I am. That's like my favorite meditation mantra. Thank you so much. My well, pleasure. Anya, it Thank has you. been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Any final words or any, any messages that you'd like to share before we end? Yes. For all of your listeners and you as well, <laughs> trust that you are exactly where you need to be And trust that every single thing in your life is a blessing. Even though it may seem like it's in disguise in the current moment. You don't need to understand everything. Just trust that it is for you. Ah, Thank you so much. I'm going to go cry now because my heart is fully open. And I resonate so much with everything you're saying, Anya. Thank you so much for joining us on Joyfully You. 
Mm, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Um, I'm not even going to say I hope you enjoyed this because I already know you enjoyed this. So take a screenshot of this, post it to Instagram, tag both of us, her profiles in the show notes so you could be able to get connected. And um, we'll catch you on the next episode.